When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. Hey, really appreciate you tuning in tonight. Here's what's going on in the NHL. Islanders 11-0-1 in their last 12, up 3-2 on the Leafs with 12 and a half minutes left. Early in the third, New Jersey leads Ottawa 2-1 late Second period, Capitals with a 1-0 edge on the Flyers. Later, Stars and Flames, Blackhawks. Sorry about that, I had to sneeze. <laughs> Later tonight, the Blackhawks and the Golden Knights. Why could have I sneezed during the news, Kellen? That's always how it happens. That's awful. Sorry about that. Well, I, I, didn't, I don't think I sneezed into the mic. That would have uh, not sounded good. All right, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins, R E I D W I L K I N S. Call and text 780 496 0063. Some guests on Inside Sports get gift certificates to Northern Chicken, bringing down south comfort food to Edmonton with their creative take on Southern classic spun with a modern twist. The Oilers have called up Caleb Jones from Bakersfield. The defenseman has 10 points in 13 games this season, has been playing pretty well. Brandon Manning goes on injured reserve with a hand injury. He was in that fight last night in the Oilers' 6-3 loss to the Sharks. Reports out of Pittsburgh say that Sidney Crosby is considering surgery on a sports hernia. Sounds like this has been bothering him since training camp, but he's been uh, holding off getting treatment because the uh, Penguins have had so many injuries through the early part of the season here. The pre qualifying tournament for women's uh, Olympic basketball starts in Edmonton tomorrow at the Expo Center. So there's a a pre-qualifying tournament, then the qualifying tournament, then the Olympics. Canada has a pretty good chance of moving on. The top two out of these four teams will advance. Canada plays Cuba tomorrow at 7.30. They play Puerto Rico Friday at 5 and the Dominican Republic Saturday at 4. Canada's ranked 4th in the world. The Canadian women's basketball team ranked 4th in the world. Cuba's ranked 26, Puerto Rico 24, Dominican Republic 40. So Canada obviously would be favored not just to finish in the top two, but to win that group and move on. Though it's good they're in the qualifying tournament because as we know, you can be second in the world and not even be invited to qualify as we've learned from the FIBA 3x3 with the Plouffe sisters, which is a whole other story we've covered and I'm still struggling well, I understand it. Well, I shouldn't say I'm struggling to understand it. I'm struggling why that's the criteria that they've chosen. But anyway, uh, I won't get too much into that tonight. Got a text here from Dennis. It says, hey, Reed, the Oilers already have 26 points. If you get to 96, you're pretty much guaranteed to be in the postseason. Dennis writes, so the Oilers need 70 points in their final 62 games. 
that's eight games over 500. Let's say they can go 11, 8, and 1 in each 20-game segment. They should be in. That doesn't sound too difficult. That is uh, from Dennis to 630-630. Well, that's an interesting way to break it down. Um, yeah, go 11, 8, and 1. And then he's not he's not even counting games 81 and 82. They'd already have, probably would have enough points to be in by game 80. No, optimistic way to look at it. Uh, there, are, there are more reasons for optimism, in my mind, than pessimism for the Edmonton Oilers in terms of at least remaining in the playoff race. I, I, I don't think that they're going to stay at the top of the division all year. I think Vegas is coming on. I think San Jose is still a very good team. I, I think Calgary is still a very good, dangerous team. Arizona is interesting to watch. They're very pesky. They've, they've come up with some big wins lately. I'm not writing off Vancouver. I mean, I'm writing off L.A., and I know Anaheim is still hanging around. I don't think Anaheim will hang around. So then you have the other six teams in the division fighting for the three automatic spots and maybe a wild card berth. So it's going to be fun. I do think the Oilers can stay in the thick of it. I, I Maybe I'm going to eat my words, and you're all going to be being mad at me in a few months that I said this. But I don't think we're going to be on February 28th and talking about it being over for the Oilers. I think they'll be in it, not necessarily in a playoff spot, but realistically in the race. I I, I do think they can maintain that. What does a young man named Wayne Gretzky think about the Oilers' 12-6-2 start? Everyone is pleasantly surprised and very happy. Uh, I think if you look at um, the main ingredients of having a successful group uh, starts with work ethic and uh, a system and from there it goes from uh, your best players being very good night in night out <clears throat> and of course your specialty teams for whatever reason our pen- penalty killing has been just uh, very poor over the last couple of years and uh, with David and the staff and of course Jimmy Playfair back on, on the blue line our uh, penalty killing has just been tremendous and they've killed off key penalties at key times of games uh, which is more important than really even the statistics of being fifth or fourth and our power play has scored a lot of big goals in crucial situations so with that um, we've got a good nice mix of two goaltenders that are pushing each other and both obviously very uh, unselfish with each other and pull for each other and uh, so far it's been a nice little run here for the Edmonton Oilers and it's fun to watch yeah I I think most of the games have been fun to watch last night was a stinker Uh, I mean I I was I was really disappointed with how they played the road game in Detroit especially coming off uh, that loss to Florida I I didn't think they showed up with uh, the idea of getting back on track against the Red Wings but most of the games even when they've trailed you've kind of thought okay they might get back into it they're hanging around well, they lost 5-2 to St. Louis, but they were within a goal late in the third, had a power play, just couldn't execute. And, and I I've, I've, have heard that from a lot of people. Maybe I'm sure everybody doesn't think that way, but it doesn't feel like one or two goals against just cripples the Oilers' evening. They, they usually find a way to at least hang around in the game. And, and, th- and that's positive. You're going to get scored on. You can't let it ruin everything. Eskimos Tiger Cats coming up Sunday. Uh, this is kind of interesting today. Trevor Harris was asked, who is playoff Trevor? Because he's had some, I mean, he's had good regular season games, but he's had some outstanding record-breaking games in the postseason, both with Ottawa and Edmonton. So Harris was asked, who is playoff Trevor? 
I don't know, man. They're some mythical character, man. But if it helps them believe, I guess it's cool, whatever. But uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do the best I can every week. And you know, as veteran, a lot of times throughout the season, you get better and better. You um, and you know, with me having an injury and coming back, having to be able to you know have a game to get underneath my belt and then getting some rest and was great. And so I was able to kind of you know go out there and put the one together. But that happened because of my teammates, the offensive game plan we had, the O line, the receivers, the running backs, and we did it together. And um, we're gonna be able to run the football this week, and we're gonna throw the football this week. We're gonna do the things we can to move the chains and execute in the red zone. And um, I guess if I play well, I'll be playoff Trev. I guess. All right. Well, we want to see playoff Trev again. I like that Cooper and Gable both played at running back. A, a few times they were on the field at the same time. I thought the play calling was a little more interesting than in other games we've seen called by Jason Moss this season. At, at least there were a few wrinkles, a, a receiver coming across the formation, so maybe you're going to run a jet sweep or they actually threw a little shovel pass to Daniels. I think you got to have some misdirection or some other things for the defense to worry about. But having said that, and Mike Morreale touched on this, Montreal played a lot of zone, and Harris will pick that apart. I think we'll see a little more aggression from the Tiger Cats. Do we have the band ready? Is, is the band here to play the intro? Oh, perfect. It's here. Let's go to King's Court with Ryan King, courtesy Dynasty Builders, designing the custom home of your dreams, available now exclusively in Landrex communities. I'm your host, Ryan King, and today I'm super excited to be doing our media version of the uh, episode. I am here to bring in Morley Scott, Dave Campbell, our awesome Eskimo media people, and I'm going to be doing the one asking the questions now. I'm excited for this. Uh, Dave Campbell, radio producer, sports anchor. You've been with the Eskimos for a long time. You've worked a lot of championships. You've done the 2010, 2015 Grey Cup, 2001 World Championships, Briars, all that. Which one of these stands out, and how cool is it for you to be able to cover these uh, big sporting events? Well, first of all, it's good to be on your show, and it's weird to be on this side of the microphone when I'm talking to you. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think the event where I felt I've, I've arrived and I can do it in this business and accomplish things in this business was the 2001 World Championships in athletics. Got a lot of airtime, got a lot of chance to interview athletes. That's one of the first times I've actually got to do something like that. Uh, 2015 Grey Cup will always be a very, very special memory, and that's probably at the top. And I like that answer because, of course, I won the 2015 Grey Cup as well. Did you have, obviously, a chance to come in the locker room after the game and uh, join in the celebratory uh, part of the, the winnings? Did you not? No, I, no, I had to leave at the end of the third quarter. Oh, you guys have to be responsible, you media guys. The, the Morley was in the locker room. I was. I, it's funny because I'm trying to find a cab, right? And i got to go three quarters around the way of, of, of investor or whatever they call it now, the, the, the thing in Winnipeg, the stadium. And I'm, I'm text Morley, I'm in the cab. Morley goes, six minutes left. I go, what? the heck? How did I lose nine minutes of it? And I watched it on my phone, and, uh, and then it was all good. And then the review happened. The review happened with that uh, Chris Jones threw yeah. with the pass interference. So that really helped me get back to the hotel. And okay, well, that's good. And I think Morley didn't have these issues because he is the true veteran out here. 30 years plus, covering sports in Edmonton. Man, I'm old. I didn't say it. You said it. Uh, starting off, <laughs> University of Alberta Golden Bears covering hockey, basketball, football. How cool is it for you and your journey going from uh, starting off at 
university all the way, obviously, and all the stuff you've done going to now professionally. It's, it's kind of neat. I just last year was my 25th year doing uh, live broadcast in Edmonton with the Oilers and the Eskimos. So it's uh, it started well before that with the with the U of A Golden Bears. So I've kind of done all all areas all the way up, and uh, it's it's been a pretty cool ride so far. I'm I'm just uh, hashtag blessed. I think is the is the phrase. But yeah, it's been cool. Been part of uh, uh, a Golden Bear Hockey uh, Championship. I was part of the Oilers' run to the 06 Cup Final, part of the 2015 Grey Cup Championship by the Eskimos. So I've uh, been pretty lucky to be involved with some pretty great organizations that win a lot of games and help me to get a little notoriety out of it. Yeah, well, notoriety you definitely got, and uh, especially there. Uh, you were the one that called yourself old, and I think you just uh, dropped the hashtag meaning blessed. Uh, so you're young and hip with the, the uh, technology people here. And that's going to lead into one of my questions I have over here. From the eyes of you, talk about the transition of media from TV, radio, how it used to be, and then into now with more of the clickbait, fast streaming, and everyone has the breaking news. How hard is that going in between how it was it's, before to now? It's so different from when I first started. Now, everything's immediate now, right? I mean, from Twitter and all the social media aspects of it uh, to, to doing video on your website, to writing stories on your website. When I started in radio, uh, you did interviews, you talked to the radio, you wrote stories to read on the radio and that was it uh, now I mean you got to do stuff for the website you got to do stuff video for website audio for website written word for website plus all the other stuff you have uh, stuff you have to do on the radio so it's changed a lot over the years and uh, it's uh, it's a lot more time consuming now you got to put a lot more effort in it uh, time management is more important now than it ever was and it keeps you young too Morley which is always good to see <laughs> I have a cool little segment I put together for you guys and it's called the media booth review uh, we're always on the field and we see this uh, nice shiny window up there and it looks like it's a penthouse suite. Hey, hey. The window's always open. Okay. The window's always open. Okay. Except for practice. Yeah, yeah. I know there's lots of rules up there. That's part of this segment. I'm going to ask a couple questions here and uh, these are questions that me and my teammates have been wondering for quite some time now. It's pretty cold outside right now at Edmonton and uh, with all this freezing weather on the field, you two both have a highly heated uh, media booth. Uh, how often, if ever, do you feel bad for us being out in the cold and you guys being nice and warm? Uh, never. Weird. Uh, you guys, you got the heater down there. You're playing a game. You get the four and a half hour work day. We got the full eight to ten. Okay, we're going to Dave here now. We're going to have to go. Same question. Do you ever feel bad for us? Yes, Ryan. I feel awful for you. Thank you. The, 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 the meter that tells me how cold it is. It, look, you got to know where you're. Hey, hey, hey. You want the segment to go good or not? Okay, Morley. All right. There am I saving you again. Anyway, if the tip of my nose gets cold, I know. Oh, it's bad out there. Of course, yeah, I, I feel could, bad for you guys. I could tell you guys are struggling uh, when you guys got to finally walk down those cold stairs and uh, you get about halfway, you all stop and shake your jackets and get ready to go. So, uh, next one is uh, game day media booth fully catered. Um, what are you guys eating on game days up there? Catered is a stretch. We often get food up there and, and a lot of places we have to pay for it, which is fine, uh, but catered is a stretch. We get food. Some places it's uh, it's Minimal. Some places it's pretty good. Edmonton's got the best pregame meal, for sure. Okay, and the worst? Uh, worst. Oh. I'm trying to think. Uh, you Regina, don't to, Regina's not very good. Yeah, Regina. Yeah, Regina, yeah. I'd say it's not good. Yeah, Regina, it's gone before you can get a handle on it. We went to get pizza pregame. They had pizza pregame last game there, and by the time we got there, it was gone. So we got we got the little piece of cheese yeah. off the bottom of the box. And Montreal charges too much. Yeah, well, obviously, they charge yeah. a lot of stuff over here. We don't want to get into that, but uh, is there ever foul play in the media booth? Who's, uh, who's the prankster up there? 
Uh, we're, we're actually we're pretty serious for the most part. I don't think we do too much fooling around up there. It's uh, you know we're working. Even when uh, other game day staff and media members come, are you guys like uh, cross media towns uh, pranking we, each other? We have a little fun sometimes pregame, a little bit. But once once we get into game mode, we're pretty much we're working. Because there might be uh, someone in the locker room that goes and flips all of the opposing teams' uh, name tags and everything and all upside down. <laughs> and I'm not saying that might be me, but I'm yeah, not yeah, confessing yeah, no, on never live happened. radio. No, Who's I would never do that. Uh, who's the good cop? Who's the bad cop? Um, between you two. I don't know. I, I think I'm the bad cop sometimes, but I think you you play bad cop really good sometimes. I Yeah, sometimes. If it, I think I, you're more bad. I can, I can be a badder cop than Dave can, I think, at times. But uh, for the most part, we're pretty even keel. Yeah, I see you guys kind of like switch yeah. hit it sometimes. Dave, I'll tell you what, Dave's more of the bad cop doing interviews with, with players and coaches. Yeah, I saw sometimes, you know. Fans, too, on the phones. Yeah, you know, one of you will put out a, a questionable article at times, as media might <laughs> possibly do. And then the other one comes back hot the next day with a super positive. So I think you guys might work, you work very good to, with each other. Um, really quick here, because we're running out of time, I want to go, what would you tell young Morley and Dave uh, for all the up-and-coming uh, radio broadcasters out there? Just keep working hard. Do as much as you can, as often as you can, and don't let anybody derail you. Don't let anyone discourage you. Uh, if you want to do it, you got to have a passion to do it because it's a hard business to be in, and just work as hard as you can at all times. Don't take anything for granted. Dave? Yeah, less talking, more listening, especially when you're younger. Um, and I would just say just be happy where you are and, and learn and learn and learn and um, try and always better yourself and try and always remember you don't have all the answers even when you think you do. Um, so I thought the media had all of the right answers at all times, no? Oh, it just depends who you're talking to. David Morley do, I'll tell you that. Well, if that's what you want to think, Ryan, I'll just bag that and walk away. Thank Good. You. you guys are my two favorite media guys out there. You guys do a tremendous job. Uh, it's been cool being a part of uh, your guys' crew as well for this year on Kings Court as well. Uh, the eight years I've been, you guys do a tremendous job. Thank you for all your work. And that is another episode of Kings Court on 630 Chet. Stay tuned next week for another episode. We asked Van Halen to play that intro and extra. They said no. That was the King's Court with Ryan King, courtesy Dynasty Builders, designing the custom home of your dreams, available now exclusively in Landrex communities. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by Cam LLP Injury Lawyers, representing injured people in Edmonton and across Alberta since 1962. It looks like the Islanders are going to win again. 45 seconds left. They lead the Maple Leafs 5-3. Senators and Devils 2-2 with five minutes left in the third. Capitals lead the Flyers 1-0 after two. Stars and Flames start in a few minutes. Blackhawks and Golden Knights are at 8 o'clock. Oilers home to the Avalanche tomorrow. 5.30 face-off show game at 7 here on 6.30. Shed. Well, the Leafs just score. John Tavares. So it's now 5-4 Islanders with 37 and a half seconds left. Morley Scott in studio. You have the coaches show with Jason Moss coming up after the 7.30 news. What is the, uh, what, what's the story behind playoff Trev? I don't know. It started to come out after the game and then I was talking to a few guys today and then I asked uh, one guy about it and it was Don Unam and he said, hey, I called him that for the first time and he said he coined the phrase after he threw six touchdowns against him and the rest of the Hamilton defense in the Eastern final last year. So he uh, he he has not copyrighted it, 
But if, if there are T-shirts <laughs> that come out, he will. Don Nama <laughs> gets, gets something. That's amazing. Well, playoff Trev was uh, pretty good. Playoff Trev was really good. Yeah, he, uh, he spectacular. It was it was uh, it was as good a game as you can play at quarterback. You know, Morley and Jason Moss coming up. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer, producer of Inside Sports, is Dave Campbell. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.